0: Welcome into episode 16 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rapchak. The Winnipeg Jets lost their first two games of the week, dropping to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers, and then ended the week off on Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, inside Canada Life Center, defeating the Penguins by a score of 2-1. to one. Let's analyze those games from the past week. Now, before we do that, I will just say, some of you know I'm a pretty big 49ers fan. Huss, who goes live with Remus every day, Monday to Friday, one to three, is a pretty big Chiefs fan. I am recording this before the Super Bowl, so hopefully me wearing the shirt ages pretty well. But besides that, let's get into the Jets week. Starting off with their first game back from break and Sean Monahan's first game as a Winnipeg Jet, Mark Scheifele's return to the lineup. The Jets laid an egg on Tuesday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, falling three to nothing in what was kind of a low event hockey game. Obviously, the main story is Brendan Dillon hitting Nolachari in the head. He was later given a three game suspension by the NHL's Department of Player Safety. And on the five minute match penalty in this game, the Penguins scored twice and the Jets weren't able to recover. Their offense wasn't able to pick up the slack and they dropped this one three to nothing. Outside of the five minute penalty kill, I actually thought the Jets played pretty well at five on five in this game. Obviously, Scheifele's return to the lineup and Monaghan's debut. There's clearly a lot of chemistry issues in that top six. Connor, Scheifele, and Velarde hadn't played much together this year. They were just a little off on their opportunities, and that cost them the game against a team that's fighting for their playoff lives in the East. Obviously, they got revenge against Pittsburgh on Saturday, but this was ultimately their fourth straight loss going into Philadelphia on Thursday night, and they were expecting to be without Brendan Dillon, and like I said, they were. He's out for the next three games due to a suspension. He can return next Saturday against the Vancouver Canucks. Moving on to Thursday night's game in Philly, and the Jets absolutely came out flat in this game, going down 3 0 in the first period. Lauren Bressois with a few goals that maybe he'd like to have back. Gabriel Villardi had a back check on Philly's first goal and then kind of lost his guy in front of the net. Rick Bonus described that goal as a gift in the post game, and Villardi was later demoted to the fourth line in the third period. But ultimately, the Jets had a terrible first period. They weren't able to overcome it. Yes, they outplayed the Flyers in the second and third period, but John Tortorella, the coach on the other side of things, was actually pretty mad in his post-game on how his team handled the final 40 minutes. The Jets unable to convert on their power play opportunities. Kyle Conner scores a goal late. The offense still not clicking. Samuel Urson for the goaltender for the Flyers had a bunch of huge saves, but ultimately the Jets lose once again their fifth straight loss as they returned home to Canada Life Center. And if you're with me here on YouTube, you're taking a look at the graphic behind me. You'll see that the analytics are skewed heavily in the Jets' favor. I think this is heavily a score effects issue. How often did the Flyers have a chance to score? where they made the safe play maybe? And how often were the Jets just throwing every single puck on net? That will inflate high danger chances. I didn't think they had 16 high danger chances but that's what the trackers thought. Scorefix do skew analytics to the team that's losing by a lot more often than not so I'd take these with a grain of salt but still the final 40 minutes I thought the Jets were the better team at 5 and 5 if there is a silver lining to take away from this game and with this being their fifth straight loss it created a huge game going into Saturday night they've lost five straight a rematch against one of the teams that beat them the offense is struggling and the Jets responded with a 2-1 win. Rick Bonus after the game said he wasn't happy with the team's second period, called it a very frustrating period, but he said, give the players credit. They did enough to win this game. They played well enough in the first and third period, which I would completely agree with. That second period was ugly hockey from Winnipeg, but Connor Hellbuck stood on his head. Outside of that, the first and third period was high event hockey, a 2-1 game, but it didn't feel that way. It was action-packed, going back and forth, and the Jets actually made a few line changes in this game as well. Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley remained on that top line, but Nikolai Ehlers joined them on the wing. Steelers with a beautiful pass to Scheifele for the Jets first goal of the game. That duo clearly has some chemistry. I'd like to see them stay together going forward. And then the second line consisted of Cole Perfetti, Sean Monaghan and Gabriel Velarde. A bit of a slower line in terms of skating speed, but I actually thought they had some good cycles in the offensive zone. And Sean Monahan had a glorious chance on a penalty kill, did a fake slap shot and then hit the post. A really nice play. It's nice to see him killing penalties for Winnipeg. In his first media availability, he says you gotta earn the right to kill penalties, and he's earned it. He got a really nice chance on the PK there, and the Jets held the Penguins to 0 for 3 with the power play, ultimately making the difference because the Jets were unable to convert on their one power play opportunity. Now, I wouldn't say the offense is all the way back, but They did generate a lot more in this game than I felt they did in the other two games. And I think a big reason of that is Nikolai Ehlers moving to the top line. Ehlers proved back when the Jets set their franchise record eight game winning streak, that he and Scheifele have a ton of chemistry together and they showed it on that first goal. I'm excited to see them going forward, going into Wednesday against the San Jose Sharks. And I don't think Rick Bonus will be looking to change up that line anytime soon, especially if the production keeps up. Nino Niederreiter snapped his 15 game goal drought. I'll have more coming up on him in just a second. But first, let's hear some comments from Rick Bonus. his thoughts on the Jets five game losing streak and their ability to overcome it on Saturday night and defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: I know we had lost five in a row, but it's not like we were playing terrible because we weren't. We weren't scoring goals. We, it's simple as that. And um, so, yeah, there's a, games. There's rough patches through it. That's going to happen. But we weren't playing nearly as bad as what the record was telling us. Uh, we weren't giving up much. We just weren't scoring goals. We weren't creating enough. We get in it, uh, and we had skated Sunday, Monday practice, play Tuesday, practice Wednesday, practice Thursday, or play Thursday. We put them on the ice yesterday. We're going in tonight. That's seven straight days on the ice. And I just wanted to make sure, you know, they were playing in Minnesota last night. We just wanted to make sure we had good legs tonight.
0: So there it is, Rick Bonus's thoughts on the Jets coming into this game and how they handled it tonight. I agree with him. I think they've been generating a lot of offense and the pucks just haven't been going in. That's going to change going forward. They're generating a lot, especially that new top line, and I'm excited to see them going forward Wednesday night against the San Jose Sharks. One more from Rick Bonus after the Pittsburgh game. Sean Monahan has now played three games as a Winnipeg Jet. What is the head coach seeing from their new acquisition?
1: He's he's exactly what we had hoped for. He's he's delivering the goods I mean, he's, he's he's very reliable. He's very smart. He's got a good. He knows how to manage the game on the ice. Um, good hockey IQ. Like he's he's been excellent for us. He really has.
0: When you say he knows how to manage the game. Is that why he kind of became? I think he was between Mesnikov and Iafalo there. At the, the
1: end there, we're, yeah, yeah, he's a smart player and he's very reliable defensively. So he's going to be uh, going to use them. You get a two-one lead and they're coming and just um, yeah. you get all the, they're all reliable players, right? So that was a good line for us.
0: So there it is, Rick Bonus on Sean Monahan. I say he's improved every single game. Obviously, his linemates have already changed from what they were in the first two games, but he's slowly starting to build chemistry, and he's come very close to scoring his first goal as a Winnipeg Jet a few times now, and it's only a matter of time for Monahan. Before we get into the hardest working Jet and the three stars of the week, make sure you're dropping a thumbs up down below on the video, hitting the subscribe button, hitting the notification bell so you don't miss videos like this from Winnipeg Sports Talk in the future. Now let's get into the hardest working Jet of the week. I'm going to cheat a little bit here, but my hardest working jet is also my third star of the week. It's Nino Niederreiter. Like I said, he snapped a 15-game goal drought, and Rick Bonus said after the Pittsburgh game that in the Philly game, the third line of Lowry, Niederreiter, and Appleton actually generated a ton of chances. Niederreiter, especially in that one, had a breakaway that he was denied on. So it was a matter of time for Nino. We know he's a bit of a streaky scorer. He's proven that over his career, but the fortunes are clearly coming back for him. Got back to his office right in front of the net, jammed a puck home, and gave the Jets a game winner and in the hardest working jet category that third line is always going to be up there but in the Philly game I thought they were the heart and soul of the Jets forward core and they were setting the tone Rick Bonus said they had a shift to start the third period from that third line that really set the tone got the Jets back on track after a poor second period so Nino Niederreiter leading the charge offensively and in the hardest working category he's my third star of the week and hardest working jet my second star of the week is the guy who got the promotion going into Saturday Nikolai Ehlers Got the bump up to the top line and made an immediate impact feeding one over to Mark Shifley, giving the Jets a one-nothing lead. And as the game went on, this line had a ton of two-on-one chances. Nikolai Ehlers was at the center of it. He was generating all night long. Him and Mark Shifley, like I said, clearly have chemistry with one another. They're making passes that only those two guys can make. And Kyle Connor, one of the best snipers in the league. That line's gonna put up a ton of points going forward. And that Saturday game, I think, was just a glimpse. Nikolai Ehlers, my second star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. And my first star of the week, who else other than Connor Hellebuck? He had a fantastic game against Pittsburgh, kept the team afloat in that second period, and the Jets only won that one game this week, so he gets my first star of the week. If you're here on YouTube, you can see the stats. 24-10-3, 219 goals against average, and a 9-2-5 save percentage, and he leads the league with 25 goals saved above expected per money puck. He's obviously still the Vezna front runner, the best goalie in the league. The Hart Trophy conversation has kind of died down a bit. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, they're kind of pulling away with it. But Connor Hellbuck's right there. He's been one of the best players in the entire league. This week was no different as he got the win on Saturday. Connor Hellbuck, my first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. And before we get into the upcoming schedule, let's hear Nikolai Ehlers' thoughts. He spoke after the Pittsburgh game to Connor Hellbuck's brilliance in that game. So let's hear his thoughts and then we will get into the upcoming schedule. Um, I mean, like I mentioned before, our second period wasn't good enough and you know with him if he didn't play the way he did in that second period um we probably wouldn't uh have been ahead um so like you said yourself I've said this a million times now we've got two pretty good goalies and 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 they're they're top class and we're pretty fortunate with that. So there it is, Nikolai Ehlers on his Vesna caliber goaltender. Do you agree with my hardest working jet and my three stars of the week? Let me know in the comments below. And while you're down there, drop a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Let's get into the Jets upcoming schedule for the next week. Starting on Valentine's Day, the Jets will wrap up their two-game homestand against the San Jose Sharks. That game starts at 6.30, then a huge Canadian battle on Saturday night, 9 p.m. in Vancouver. Jets versus Canucks, two of the top teams in the Western Conference. I'm super excited for that one. Obviously, Hockey Night in Canada, arguably the two best Canadian teams in the NHL. That's gonna be a great game. And then next Monday, a 3 p.m. game against the Calgary Flames, another Canadian battle. And then the Jets return home for one game Tuesday night, the Minnesota Wild, the long awaited rivalry game. We obviously know what happened with the Ryan Hartman Cole Perfetti thing. Last year, we know what happened with the fights at the end of the season, a whole bunch of chaos when the Jets in the Wild play. That should be a great game inside Canada Life Center. And then next week, later in the week, they'll take on the Chicago Blackhawks, Carter Bedard, Not likely to be back for that game. He's still skating in a non-contact jersey. But that is the upcoming schedule for the Winnipeg Jets. Come back next week, next Monday morning, for my takeaways on the Sharks and Canucks games. That's going to wrap it up for episode 16 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you so much for checking it out. And if you haven't already, drop a thumbs up. I'll be back here next Monday morning. As this is Monday morning, but I'm recording it Sunday morning. Go Niners. Hopefully they win the Super Bowl. Hopefully this doesn't age poorly, but we shall see. Tune in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily every day, Monday to Friday, 1, 2, 3, 30. And we will be back next Monday with episode 17 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Have a great week, everyone.